0: Good evening, everyone. I'd like to offer my respects to our host, Sriman Drishta Prabhu, who so kindly arranged for this auspicious gathering and giving me the opportunity to be surrounded by so many devotees. Thank you very much. I was told that Drishta Prabhu would like me to speak about the power of the holy name in an introductory way, because there might be people who are
1: It seems they're
0: both devotees here tonight, so... Well, we'll talk about it and see where it goes. Shimon Mahapu has sought, in a sense, common ground in his universal and non-sectarian approach to spiritual culture, at least in the religious world, universally accepted that the name of God is inherently filled with power. And I think that perhaps beyond that as well, universal and non-sectarian in its approach, in that the idea that sound has great power is also to be acknowledged, and perhaps even uh, more so today as time goes on in the secular world and science, for example. As I understand it, and I'm not a scientist, so forgive me, but from a cursory uh, overview of the uh, progressive views of science with regards to the nature of the world and so forth, there's considerable talk about sound and, for example, string theory, which might poetically be described as, and I've heard it said like this by scientists, that the universe is the mind of God. And there's a tune going on in there, <laughs> there's a song. Uh, string theory sees the world as so many vibrations. So, sound. And, of course, the um, Hindu spiritual tradition gives emphasis on this. The world comes from sound, and the Navarati got and it's also said that by sound it will come to an end. And, of course, that sound is the name of God by which the world comes to an end, the limited world of our sensual, mental, and intellectual experience. So at any rate, the point being that this is a universal ground, a non-sectarian ground that Mahabhava has rooted his spiritual practice in and his means to um, disseminate and distribute, his heart and make such a uh, esoteric and secret affair so readily available through sound and through the name, and the name has power even um, in a secular sense. As I said, in the religious world, it's, far as I know, universally accepted that the name has some power. In the beginning, there was the word, and the word was one with God, was the idea. In Christianity, Islam has many names of God, I think like 99 names of God, and they chant those names. In the Judaic tradition, the name of God is so sacred you can't say it. So it's also showing deference to the name of God. And while he has grounded his approach to distributing his heart and the secret, I mean this is esoteric, the inner heart of God, this is of course what Chaitanadev is about, the Golokeru the Hudi sankirtan the Pream Dhan, the the wealth, the treasure of Preem of Golok. This is ultimately Radha's Preem for Krishna, this wealth. Such a valuable thing that Bhagwan is like a beggar, has become a beggar for that. He's turned himself into a Chidandi bhikshu, a beggar, going from door to door, begging that he could get that somehow or other. And, of course, in the context of begging for that, that earnestness to have it is tantamount to having it. So, in the earnestness to have it, it is overwhelming in the personage of Chaitanya who It's being distributed simultaneously. This is the natural, unavoidable byproduct, and the means through sound and the sound, the name. And as I say... While in the religious world it's universally accepted that the name inherently has some power, this is a principle that's also accepted in the secular world. Name has power, therefore they say, somebody called, did you get his name? Who was it? You have their name, you have them, is the idea. Nowadays it's social security number. If you have his number, you've got him. You can take his whole identity. You can assume his identity, you can become one with him. So this is, uh, I guess, yeah, it's, it's a universal principle. And this is th- the ground in, from which he's rooted his practice, from which his tree of love of God is growing and branching out and reaching, touching everywhere, through Nam, the name. And the name is, as I say, this is, as I'm speaking about it, at least, it's a universally accepted principle. So what Mahabharata has done is merely played out something that is common sense and and as I say, universally accepted. And this incidentally is really the way in which, in my humble opinion, Gaudiya Vaishnavism should be disseminated and taught for the most part. We have to see about what universal principles this is talking about, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, in a particular language. And if we look carefully at the teaching, there's so many teachings, so many verses and whatnot. They're really playing out the ramifications and the implication of universal principles. In other words, Mahatma Ruhasvi trying to convince someone of some dogma, he's accepted the universal principle that everyone already accepts. And then there's playing that out, what the full ramification of that is. Just like to give you an example. Sometimes I've harped on this idea that everyone accepts that selfishness is unbecoming. Even those who are selfish in one circle will denounce selfishness within their own inner circle, just like the idea of honesty among thieves. They want to divide the loot honestly, something like that. So here's the universal principle that everyone already accepts. So You don't have to convince anyone of anything. You just have to play out what are the ramifications of that. And if you do, where does it end up? It ends up in Gopi Bhava <laughs> and Krishna Lila. That's the underlying principle of the whole affair. This is what it comes to. So to speak about it in this way, this is really what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did. His preaching was very simple, and so with the name, and while it is, uh, like I say, accepted in the secular world and the religious world that there's power to the name, he has taken and then wisely decided to make a theology out of the name, play out the implications of this. So it's difficult, to point being to argue, and people do pine for this some kind of a common practice in the pursuit of religious pluralism and so forth. So here is ground that everyone can come together. And in fact, Dristhan Prabhu was telling me about how another proponent of Namsan kirtan had come and the gentleman who you hoped would have come tonight didn't come, but he came that night and uh, he was uh, telling his congregation that in, in an animated way that and I was at Dristin's and uh, and Hare... how does it go? Hare Krishna? Hare Krishna? Uh, yeah, and then he asked me to uh, <laughs> So this is the wisdom in one sense of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his advocacy of Naman. And it's, of course, not only like a strategy or something, but it's, this is a fact <laughs> that the name has power. And so he's plumbed the depths of that. This is his idea. Where does that go? Where will that take us? namakarhi bahuda nidrasarva-shaktis He said, tatrarpita niyamita smarane nakala he said that Bhagavan has many names. Nam akari bahuda Nija sarva-shakti. He has many names, but he qualifies here in this statement of his Shikshastakam that some of the names, Nija sarva-shakti, they are invested with his own shakti, Nija shakti sarva-shakti. And all shakti means sarup-shakti. Sarup-shakti is the, is the source of all shakti. The Jeev Shakti, Maya Shakti are the partial and distorted, respectively, expressions of the Sarup Shakti. You find Sambit, Ladini, Sandini, Cognizance, Existence and Ecstasy in Sarup Shakti. You find Sat, Chit and Ananda in Jeev Shakti. You find Achit, Asat and Nirananda in Maya Shakti. So again, a partial and a distorted manifestation, expression of Swarup Shakti. Swarup means the Shakti of his own nature. It's not different from him. And Bina Brakadid Ashtada. Maya Shakti is different, separated, and Jeev Shakti is both. <laughs> Can play in both courts. The realm of Maya Shakti and the realm of Swarup Shakti. By the grace and ingress of that shakti. This is what's coming through the nam that Mahaprabhu is advocating. When he says, nam naam bahuda nidya sarva shakti, there are many names, so many names. And of these names, still there are some that are Nijasarva shakti. He's talking about primary names of God rather than secondary names of God. Secondary names of God are like Jehovah, Allah, Ishwar, Brahman, Paramatma they are speaking about God for the most part without shakti shakti is what animates Bhagwan. the result of which is Leela these names Parmatma Brahman Ishwar yes there's some Leela in connection with this but this is called shriṣṭi Leela shriṣṭi Leela means creation the Leela the play Lokavatu tu leela the play of the world and what is that play? It is sleep. It is this dream only. It is depicted like this as a dream of of the Paramatma, of Vishnu, of the Ishwar. What is the difference between Shristi Lila and Krishna Lila? The difference is that Shristi Lila is mostly, at least fifty percent, about sleeping, and Krishna Lila is hundred percent awake. There's a the difference. No sleeping. For Krishna. There's only an appearance of sleep for the sake of staying awake. Yani Tasyam Jagati Samyami. said in the Gita that what is day for ordinary devotees is night for the higher devotees. <laughs> and vice versa. It means in relation to that that is the idea. That for gopis then Krishna is always awake, never sleeping. At night he's out. Just a little wink and then practically (laughs) the sun is rising. All night out and sun is rising and time to return. This is practically speaking the idea of Goloka is that devotees are so uh, intimate with Bhagavan. No sleeping there. There he's fully awake. And if you follow the leela on down, then in Brahma-loka and uh, in the material world, he's mostly sleeping. Yoga-nidra. Sleeping because it's not very exciting. The world, the Shristi Leela is just really not very charming, not very exciting. The Shakti with which the Paramatman, the Ishwar, Allah, the Jehovah is interacting in the context of the Leela is such that she herself is embarrassed to come before him. This is not the position of Radha. She's not embarrassed to come before him and to put him in his place for that matter. But Maya Shakti, she's embarrassed. So this Shristi Leela is very different from Krishna Leela. And as I say, this feature of Godhead, who is addressed by different names Ishwar, Paramatma, Allah, Jehovah, and so forth, these are by Godia tradition, where there is a theology of the name, where we've taken this universal principle, Chaitanya Dev has, and Sought to plumb the depths of it and systematically make an approach to Bhagawan through Nam. The group, the sect that has taken a universal principle like this and analyzed it thoroughly, that principle by which all can unite, it's wise to think, reasonable to think, we should look to them to hear about this idea of Nam. And there they have made this kind of division secondary names, primary names. And it is the primary names. Bhagavan Chaitanya Dev is interested in when he says nam nam kariba shaktis if anything with regard to limited names there will be limited names in relation to the Maya shakti and the lila creation here Bhagavan is largely asleep lila is bringing him to life he shines more brightly in the context of his surup shakti he is seen, for example through the eyes of who so much personifies that Swarup Shakti, Ladini Shakti, presides over Ladini, but really personifies the whole of this. She's Srayam Shakti. Through his eyes, he can be seen in a way that he's not seen otherwise. And he's dancing and even becoming, like I said earlier, a beggar (laughs) to taste, to experience her perspective on himself. So this is a very exciting idea about... God, an opportunity to approach in intimacy far beyond what can result from Nam, the secondary names, Paramatma. Mahaprabhu said it also later on in his Shrikshastaka, when he said, Nadanam na janam, na jagadisha kama ye. He says, I don't want anything, I don't want anything. Ami ki ami I don't want anything. I don't want anything. Nadanam. I don't want any wealth. Nadanam. I don't want any followers. Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasaundarim. I don't want opposite sex or a relationship. I don't feel incomplete without that. Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasaundarim, Kovitam. Neither it even knowledge am I interested in, by which one might get what? Mukti. He says, Mama, Janmani, Nadanam najanam nasundarim kovitam baad isha. Jagat ish. Isha means ishwar. So this is the name of the Lord in relation to the jagat, to the world. And what does he rule over? Dhanam, janam, sundurim, kam. Desire for women, for men, for wealth, desire for power, desire for pleasure, dharma, artha, kama, and for Mukti, Mahaprabhu says, I have no desire for any of these things, Jagadishwar." He's bidding farewell to this feature of the Lord who oversees the Śrīṣṭi-līlā, the world. The world is out of his heart. So the Lord of the world is no longer presiding there. He says, He's bidding farewell really to the Paramātmā, Mama Janmani Janmani I'm so out of the world that I don't even want to be out of the world. I don't even have the desire to be out of the world. I want Mama Janmani Janmani Ishware Bhagavad Bhakti He uses the word ishwar again, but here if we follow it in the next verse we see who he's talking about. He's talking about from the Jagad Ishwar to his Pram Ishwar. The Lord of His life, and His life is not danam, chanam, sundurim, any of these things. So that cannot be the paramatma that He's talking about anymore. No. He has another life, and it it is a hoi tuki bhakti, He says. Mama janvani janvani ishvade bhavatad bhakti rahoi tuki thai. Ahoi tuki. Not any mixed bhakti, but a hoi tuki bhakti. Ahoi tuki apratihata gayatma. So Prasiliti, he's satisfied; doesn't want anything. He only wants bhakti. He's attached to bhakti; this is his life. So he's moving from the influence of the jagadishwar Ishwar. Now the, he has a new life, new prana, and a corresponding Ishwar, the Ishwar of his bhakti. And he says who it is in the next verse: "Ainanda Tanuja, Ainanda Tanuja, Kingaram." Ainanda Tanuj. He says, he is Nanda Tanuja. From the Tanu of Nanda, Ja. He has Ja, taken birth. Is this the Paramatma? This Allah? No, he's taken birth, Tanu, from the body of Nanda. Of course, Nanda means ecstasy, bliss, but it refers to Nanda Baba. Nanda Maharaj, king of the cowherds, Ai Nanda Tanuja. He's used this name because of the nature of his bhakti as it's manifesting. And what is that? He's saying, I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. Who's going to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj? Whoever marries Nanda Tanuja will come to live there. This is the system. She marries young boy, and then lives in the house, right? Of the father, this is the cultural system. So this is what he's saying. I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. I fashion myself to be a milkmaiden in the cowherd village of Nanda Maharaj. And this is my aspiration, that I come to live in his house. I want to marry the son of Nanda, Krishna. This is not the Ishwar (laughs) of the world. This is another kind of play. This is not the Shristi Leela. This is the kind of little that Krishna stays up at night for. Unfortunately, her desire cannot be fulfilled to live in the house of Nanda. But he comes out of the house of Nanda every night to meet with her. So this is a very special affair. These are the names then that Mahabhabha was interested in. He says they are filled with shakti, the Swarup shakti. And by chanting these names, then you can come in touch with this ideal, the byproduct of which is salvation, freedom from the world, Krishna. This is said to be the best name of God, according to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, you know, it may sound a little sectarian, you said all names have power. But as again, this is the person who has taken that principle, that the name has power, and then plumbed the depths of that. And he's determined not all names are the same in this regard. They all have power, but the power will be different. They're describing different aspects of the Absolute, bringing us in touch, then, to different extents with the Absolute. These names, he says, of which Krishna is the principal. that means Krishna is the principal name, and then there are names of Krishna. That's the development. You understand? <laughs> Krishna is the main name. Kishi Bachaka Shabda this is a famous statement from Mahabharata, explaining an etymologically the name of uh, Krishna. Krish, two syllables, Krish. Krish means karchana, it means bhū. Krishibhūvāchaka shabda, the sound Krishna, the meaning is bhū. Karshana, it means existence, but it's a certain kind of existence, an existence that is compelling and has karshana, a power of attraction to draw, like a magnet, had magnetic energy, magnetic attractiveness, to draw and na, nascha, nubriti, means vachaka, and the syllable Na means, means a couple of things. It means, it means to end. It means na, liberty. It means nirvana, to extinguish. So it extinguishes the suffering of material existence. It blows out the light, nirvana, of material life. The flame of desire that causes it to burn and burn us. Samsara dhavanala. Samsara dhavanala ilaloka. Lidhaloka, we're burning in the fire of desire, and na, it extinguishes it. And now nah means also ah, the beatific vision, bliss. In this context, it contains both the abstract bliss of extinguishing the fire of material existence. In other words, if you end suffering, then that's some kind of bliss, right? Abstract, in a negative way end of suffering. Oh. So it does that, but because it does it in the context of krish, of drawing like a magnet, like irresistibly, this is also Bhagwan, means, in estimation of Jiva Goswami, irresistible. If you hear about him, then it has the power to draw. And so, bliss of ending material existence and and more, the positive content of ecstasy and bliss that involves participating in the inner world of his own life beyond where the Shrishti Leela, they don't even know about it. You know, we drive from our monastery in Northern California down into San Francisco to fly out whenever we get such nice invitations as we have over the years to come here to North Carolina. And we have to go across the Golden Gate Bridge, and there you are, you know, and there's this beautiful view of the city and the bay and the bridge and all that's going on. And we live, of course, way up in the mountains, back in the woods a couple hours from there. Every time I go across the bridge, and I think, like, here we are, we're coming from Goloka into Baikuntha, and out there in the bay is Alcatraz. (laughs) You see the the island there? And there is the, that's the material world. And so much is going on outside of that. So much life. And the life of the big city in San Francisco, if you tell them about, we live in a monastery in the hill, they go, really? Is it possible? It's just like the people of Vaikuntha thinking about Golok. Is it possible? You could relate with Bhagawan like that? They don't know about it. We're so busy about it. We're so preoccupied with. Be sure to catch the latest CNN broadcast to keep up to date. It's like prison news prison newsletter. <laughs> what happened in cell block 21? <laughs> we got some extra cigarettes over there. <laughs> Something like that. There was a fight in cell block 12. This is so important, so preoccupied with. They don't even know about it. It would put them to sleep to hear about that. Punapunas punas caravita, in in a the language of just rehashing the same old thing over and over again, trying to make it out to be more than what it is. It's the same old thing. Bhakam gives another example. Like a prostitute only has one thing to offer her customer, but dresses it up in different ways every, every night. And again he thinks it's gonna be different this time. <laughs> Something like that. So we have to look at the naked form of material desire and it's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's unbecoming. And to come out from that through Nam, as Mahatma was recommended, developing Love, relationship, desire in relation to Krishna. This is then a very comprehensive approach to the Absolute. That Krishna, as I said, this is the main name of God. And then there are names of Krishna, like Hari. This is the favorite name of Braj, Hari. Therefore, we call it Harinam. This is most common. Mostly, we say, do you take Harinam? We don't say Krishnanam. We could, that's fine, but. Harinam is the main name in Golok. What does it mean? It means who's stolen their hearts. Hari. Their hearts are completely stolen by him, taken to so this name. It has the power to completely steal our heart. Mahabhub has mostly broadcast this. He asked his students to chant, Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari 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 Ram, Hari Ram, 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 Hari Hari. These are all names of God in vocative case. So there are no rules for that. You chant in the dative case, then one has to follow certain rules, and there's a petition involved in there. This is just an outcry. So it can be done either in ecstasy or in ignorance. O Krishna. And people say it. And some benefit is there. And people say it, and so it's the sadhana, and it is the sadhya also. Ram, Ram, Mahabahu. They're singing. The Cowherds as they march back in the afternoon from the forest, triumphant. <laughs> triumphant in their forest uh, play, in herding, glorifying. Ram, Ram, Baha, Baha, what how long arms you have, how strong you are. And the dust is coming from the cow's hooves and decorating Ram and Krishna, making them all the more beautiful as they enter back into the village, to the delight of everyone. This kind of Leela going on. Again and again, perpetually. This is what Mahaprabhu is inviting us into by his advocacy of Nam, and he says that with regard to its culture, then there are different degrees to which this name is manifest. There is the Nam aparad, Nam bhas, and Brahm Nam or Shuddha Nam. So, common people may wonder, well, it's just a word, something like that. So, how can it be? Yes, it has letters, and it can be seen as such, but even that will have some power. Nam-aparad, without any sambandha, gyan. Without these kind of discussions, then it would be difficult to have the requisite uh, faith for a life that is living on the name. First as medicine, then it turns to food. But we need some knowledge, a certain kind of knowledge, like this kind of discussion. Without that, then only Nam Aparad. And from Nam Aparad means, because you don't understand it, you may accidentally trample on it. You understand it to be less than what it is. It's full virtue, it's full potential, the name. You don't understand. So you don't draw from it then, all that it has to offer. What is the, then the jurisdiction of Nam Aparad, this type of chanting of the name of Krishna? That is benefit within the Shrishti Leela within the world, as high as you want to go within the material world, if, whatever you want, if you want, which means that you're in the world, right? As much as you want, then you're under that jurisdiction. Then anywhere you can go in there. It's a free pass. You can go to heaven. You can get whatever you want. It may not come immediately, but it will come. This is the fruit of Nam-aparad. You can go to heaven. It's troublesome to go to heaven, you know. But Karma Marg It's very difficult it's a long process and there are many many rules to follow what did Mahāprabhu say about his nam dharma not only say there are many names and differentiate between secondary names and primary names as i've discussed but he said nam nama karibahudani disabishakti tathraarpita niyamita smarane nakala niyamita smarane nakala not in consideration of time or rules or regulations, these have no bearing. This name can be taken anywhere, anytime, any place, while eating, while walking, while sleeping. This is what he said. And some benefit will be there. Of course, we'll think if it's such, then what if you pay attention? And this is the idea. It's not a advocacy to do it haphazardly, as the sum and substance of the practice. But such advocacy is not an exaggeration, but it's for the purpose of inspiring thoughtful people to think, well then, what if I pay attention, as I say, what will be the fruit of that? So by nama Bharata, then, you get a free ticket. You, go, you can go to heaven so easily. It's so hard to go there otherwise. So many rules you have to practice. No rules. Just chanting Krishna Nam in your sleep, practically, you can go. There. This is more or less the, the teaching. It has such power. You know what is said in Gita, that yogis whose practice has not been perfected, after a short time of practice, they go to heaven. They can go, then, and then they come back, so forth. And yoga is not easy. By imperfection of yoga, you can go. And by perfect execution of dharma and karma marg, you can go. Both of these are, these are difficult. Yoga is difficult. Karma marg is maybe even more difficult. So many rules and regulations. Troublesome. But by Nama Paratu, you can go there very easily. These truths are there to help us, to fortify ourselves in our commitment to such, or to get us on board. Comparatively, what's out there, what's available, what systematic means have been given for progress in any field, within the material field, Pravirti Marg or Nivirti Marg, in path of renunciation. So we come from Nama to Nama Abhas, the shadow of the name only. Then from that you can go beyond the Shrti Lila to Mukti. Anarthanivrti is practically means anishta, the retirement of the world and, and Ruchi altogether, retiring the world. So this is the virtue of the efficacy of the shadow of the name. And then the pure name, Shudanam, gives Brahi. And as it gives Prema this Krishnanam, which is the principal name, then what happens? How does Prema come? It comes in the form of a ray, like the sun. If Prema is like the sun, it will first appear like a ray in the heart of the sadhaka. When the sadhaka has graduated from sadhana bhakti and comes to bhava bhakti, then he or she is cultivating a ray of the sun of Prema. You have to have bhava to cultivate it, at least directly. Longing, that's appropriate for bhava bhakti. And submission, that is appropriate for sadhana bhakti. Sharanagati, submission, this kind of petition. There will be overlapping, obviously. There's some longing <laughs> in sadhana bhakti, but this would be predominant in bhava bhakti. And Longing for what? Something that you know what it is, you have it longing for the distillation of that in this Bhakti, then, then what... You've come by Krishna, but like Mahaprabhu said, Nanda Tanuja, he's identifying now, Nanda Tanuja, he's giving a special name. This is a name of Krishna. I said Krishna is the principal name, but <laughs> Krishna has many names. So these names of Krishna, they will be names that describe him in terms of different relationships with different devotees dasya rasa sakira rasa 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 and combinations of them combinations of sakya and Madurja and uh, dasya and sakya and so many possibilities in golok and n- names appropriate for that, that these then will become the preoccupation of the devotee in nam so we've gone from ishwar nam in the srishti lila the general idea of god to krishna and then within Krishna, names of Krishna that depict Him, that speak about Him in the way in which different Pajadas, associates of Krishna, see Him with their eye of love. What they see in Him, what qualities they will see. He has so many qualities, but according to the sentiment, they'll see certain qualities. And those will be prominent. And then there will be names accordingly that will be embraced by the devotee. Therefore, we find Gopukumar in Brigham, but Prihit Bhagavatamrita. He's taking the Priyanam, the names that are very dear to him personally. He's a Priyanam-saka. Dear names in relation to how he sees Krishna. These are taking him to that. So it's named from beginning to end. And in the name, this is special, special dispensation of Bhagavan. We know that Bhagwan Sri Krishna, is non-different from his form. We know that he's non-different from his qualities, right, from Shastra. We know that he is non-different from his Leela, and we know that he's non-different from his name. So, these things, lila Guna, Rupa, and Nam, they all have something in common. They're non-different than the person, Krishna. But there's one distinction, nonetheless, between the name and all of these things between the name and the person, the name and the person's pastime, the name and the person's form, the name and the person's um, qualities. What is that? That we learned from Rupa Goswami. This is a special feature. This is the theology of the name. This is very interesting. How, as they say, they've plumbed the depths of this universal principle. And they've concluded this. Name has power. It has such power that it is different from the Lord and his Leela, his pastimes and his form and so forth, in that it is more generous than them. Therefore the emphasis on Nam, through which one will become acquainted with the form, with the qualities, with the lila of Sri Krishna, in that order, successively, through Nam, Bhajan, the inner life of Nam. We should start with the outer life, we have an outer life we have to bring our life in connection with the inner world by extinguishing it for the most part retiring it it's distracting us and as it does then our mind becomes quieted Then this life of non-bhajan can go on happily and it culminates like this and a particular name of Krishna will become dear to you and you will realize his form and his qualities and his Leela. So we don't say, for example, that just meditate on the lila of Krishna is non-different than the name, so why not what? There's no difference. We do say meditate on the lila in the context of taking the name that will foster that type of meditation. And the Leela is within the name. And the name is, what is it? Namachintamani. This is also Shiva. We're talking about this. Namachintamani. Krishna's. Chaitanya rasa, it's alive. Rasa, Krishna Nam, and it's Chintamani. It means you can get anything from this name. It's magical. From this name you can get anything you desire. Now you be intelligent. What might be worth having? That's the idea. And you can get rid of so many desires, if that's your desire. And it means also that from Nam, if you want to serve Krishna in a particular way, you can have it. Don't hesitate. You can take it. It's being made available through the name. If your practice is sincere and you have some inkling to love Krishna in a particular way, you approach your guru, you say yes. And Nam Chintamani. Take it. Go for it then. If that is your interest, you'll get it. Nam Chintamani. Nam can give you that. If you want it, you can have This is the teaching. Do what you want. Do your own thing. That's the teaching of Gaudi Vaishnavism. Do your own thing. But one footnote, but know who you are or know what you're not. So you're not the body or not this material personality. Be sure of that. (laughs) And then in the sky of your ambition that is not material, that's on the ground. When you lift off and nothing is holding you down to this world and you can fly as high in the sky of your ambition... As you like, then there's nothing higher than what, at least what we've seen in the world from what Chaitanya mahaprabhu has talked about. That thing you can have, or any part of it, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurdya, in relation to Krishna. So generous. Nam-Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya-rasa-vigraha. This Chaitanya-rasa-vigraha, and His Purna, and His Sudha, and nityamukta Mukta, and Vinatvam nama no. It's not different from the named, except, Rupa Goswami says, there's one difference. The more generous than the named comes to us regardless, even in consideration of our lack of interest, coming anywhere and everywhere. Of course, this is just a byproduct, as they say, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's search for his ideal, that it's going everywhere. The byproduct of his own introspection, is the opportunity for everyone to participate in that in wide scale. It's a very, this is love. It's going in and going out at the same time. You want to give it everywhere, then you have to draw back and keep it secret, but it flourishes and it comes out again. So in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taken, as I say, universal principle, both from the secular world and the religious world, and the power and sound, the power and name. And so let us find some common ground that all people can come together on. Why all people only? All beings, even. Thakur Haridas pacified Chaitanya Dev in his anxiety when he said, I've come to give this name and it's all well and good for the moving living beings. But how will the non-moving living beings benefit from this? What will I do for them? Who's even thinking about that? People talk about the generosity of this aspect of divinity or another, the sacrifice of one or another, this manifestation of Godhead or another. But what is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thinking? What about the non-moving living beings? Who would even thought of it? Some people think they're not even living. <laughs> anyway, how they benefit? And Haridas Takwa pacify. And he said, No, don't worry, they're also being benefited. When you chant for example, in the forest, and you hear an echo, he there's the non-moving living beings chanting back. So they're also being benefited. It's universal in its outreach, in its scope. So to bring all uh, the, the whole world together on common ground with such a high ideal, in such a way that you give whatever you want. If you still want to stay in the material world, stay in the best way. Get the best house and the, <laughs> you can live in heaven. If you want mukti, alright, you can take that. We don't recommend that. Better go to heaven than get mukti. At least you come back down again and have a chance to take this and go higher. But anyway, if you want, you can get that. Or you can get mukti in Vaikunthan and be a resident there. But this is not the real treasure of the name. The real treasure is that on intimate terms, that Bhagavan, Param Brahma, Tayar, Okya, Aikya, Param Brahma, these two syllables, Krishna, this is the Supreme Brahman, becomes like a toy in your hand. That's what it means, Yashodanandan, Subal saka this is what it means. Param Brahma has become just at their disposal. Do with me as you like, that is Vrindavan. And all this is possible by name. There the name is also present. Mostly in the background, energizing the seva. So, Approach it with this idea in mind. That is best. Not forgetting from name, either heaven or whatnot, or mukti, but with some sense of the nature, the value, the fruit of giving. After all, what is the kolok? Na chintam? What is it? Um, Chintamani, for example, So you hear about the place. you can get anything you want from the trees. It's. From those cows you can get anything. Practically speaking, for milk you can get anything even in this world, from real cows, if you think about it, but that's another topic. There it says Dana." you can get anything from the cows. From the trees, it's Kalpabrik. You can get whatever you want from that. You think, wow, what a great place to go. But if you think further, you think, but the people there, the people who reside there, they don't want anything. Amikya Chutjainna, that's his song. So what is it that they have? What is then the wealth of Prem? So we should hear properly that we have some idea what we can get from the name what is the power of the name? What do we can get from that and pursue that ideal? Nothing short of that. We don't want the Nama Parad, We don't want the Nama boss. We want the Prem Nam, Shuddha Nam. So this way, I want to say a few words about the power of the Holy Name at the request of Trist. Are there any questions? Yes? How
1: can you stay focused? When I'm chanting, I tend to think about i got to put the laundry in, or, oh, I better go soak the beans for dinner, and, oh, gosh, what's my son doing now? How do you not think about all this other stuff?
0: Like right, hearing this kind of stuff regularly. You need a regular diet of this kind of hearing. Then it's available. That will help you. You have to get anchored in your practice. You want to do this with some guidance. Don't put the cart before the horse. The name is coming to us through Paramparath. So find some good company, good guidance, and under that you become anchored. Such a person will be able to help you in this regard, so you'll wander this far, but you'll be on a leash. It doesn't sound very good. Well, it depends who's holding the leash. Life of a dog can be quite good, actually, (laughs) in America, particularly. You have to understand, Krishna consciousness means to be in a tight grip of someone who really loves you. Now, is that bad? So, who loves you? Krishna really loves you. And he comes to you in a particular form where he's preoccupied with so many things, right? But in a particular form, as guru, he comes to you locally to help you. From a relative perspective, from our perspective, there's no more merciful dispensation of Krishna than such. So to be in that, the tight grip of someone who has such affection, Krishna, in that form, this is a good thing. Of course, it has to come naturally and happily. So you look for that. Look for good guidance. Then you'll be anchored, so to speak. You won't drift away. And what is the principal way in which such love, if you will, of that guidance is shared with you through such... You come to talks like this, then you benefit, and you think about it, and you want to become more serious. That's how it works. That's how it helps you. So to hear that regularly, this is how they help you by making it difficult for you to think otherwise, making it difficult for your mind to go elsewhere. You wanted help with that, right? <laughs> you wanted help so you wouldn't think about so many other things. This is what they do. They have to So they have to corner your mind so it makes it, you make your reasoning about it very strong, and you regularly hear the purpose about it, and from so many angles, and why not, what thinking about the beans will do for you in comparison, in and, and so many ways. I mean, people aren't doing this for, you know, they're doing it for you. <laughs> Karuna-yaha-parana-ghuyam. spoke the Bhagwat out of karuna, out of compassion, not to get anything, not for a paycheck or anything. So sometimes it's hard you know, to recognize love when it comes to us. We're not very much lovers yet in the material world. This is our condition, but this is the way in which it comes. And you're asking for that. You have to think about it. I'm asking how I can not be distracted. And this is what such people do. They, they try to make sure... You don't get distracted. They go after you, like Prabhupada. He was a nice person. He said, I came to your country as an aggressor. I thought, that's great. (laughs) We needed that. He came after us. This uh, Krishna's group, Radha's group, is like that. A little aggressive, actually. (laughs) Lalita is a big, uh, you know, canvasser. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakku couldn't tolerate the idea that people would get something less than everything that Mahaprabhu came to give. At least they'd be clear on it, have the full offer. He was like living for that. And he'd become enraged at the idea that something else was getting in the way, some other religious conception even, he thought. Well, short of what Mahaprabhu came to give, people are being cheated. He couldn't take it. This was his love. He used to pound his fist like this and preach and sometimes his face would become flushed. One time, one of his students said to Pujapad Sridhar said, Gurudev, getting a little angry. know. Oh, maybe that's not so good. And he said, no, Gurudev is showing lotus face, pinkish. And he, said, he saw love in that. And he saw the expression. It looked like one thing, but he could understand the heart from which it came. He said, well, that's what it means, lotus face. Such kindness. Like uh, Prabhupada told the story of how he was sitting in a big assembly and Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta was speaking from a dais, And in the talk, one of Prabhupada's godbrothers was tapping him on the shoulder and asking him some question. Distracting him from the talk, and not to stop the talk, and said to to our prophet, said, "So, you know so much that you don't have to listen. You think you prepared to come and sit here and give the talk?" And how prophet reacted? He said, "Your loved me so much that he stopped the whole talk to chastise me, even though I wasn't talking about something else. Other guy was. He didn't chastise the other guy. He chastised. He cared about me so much." You couldn't tolerate the fact that my mind would be distracted. That's real affection. Try to bring that into your life. That'll be good for you. And then when you're not distracted, then you, to that extent, you'd be able to appreciate that. Oh, goodness. This is good. And you already know you don't want to be distracted. Otherwise, you know, you can... I mean, yes, this is the main thing. by right? good association. Krishna consciousness is gradual, so... It's like cooking is gradual. But you've got to put vegetables on the fire, right? You come in the room and you say, Mom, where's the dinner? She says, it's coming gradually. You know, where? <laughs> well, you, know, you haven't even taken the vegetables out of the refrigerator yet. Got to put it on the fire, then it will come gradually. So that fire is sadhusanga. It will compel us to grow and to apply ourselves and so forth. Create a situation where you can have many devotees and strong spiritual leadership and then you'll be just consumed by all those things. And then you can even think about cooking the beans. To offer to Krishna? Of course, that will go away too. <laughs> but at least you'd be thinking about service to Krishna, right? So, good company. is strength in numbers and association with advanced devotees. And if you can find some devotee whose attention you can get, who, if you can posture yourself in such a way as to draw their sympathy, and that person cares for you, thinks about you, that's what we want. That person will think about us. We think that, that's good for me. Because Krishna thinks about him or her, so. It will cause our progress. That's how it works. Attach yourself to somebody whom you feel is, uh, got Krishna's attention. Who's dear to Krishna, then. You'll become dear to Krishna, like that. So that's the whole idea. You want to attract Krishna's attention. He's, uh, he's down to from his name he wanted to manifest there in a, in a powerful way we're talking about like aggression like Sridhar gave the nice idea of Krishna Nam also being aggressive goes into the heart of one even though they have locked high walls and locked doors goes in anyway does his work he's a thief steals in the night and goes so this is an um, important thing of course it has to come naturally and gradually but you, you come good association like this, and then you'll be benefited. It'll be easier. But your yeah, mind is distracted. It's that's the world. It's a distracted mind. It's it's a lifestyle too. That's the whole thing. That's why when we come under good guidance, we're entering into a lifestyle. We get a sadhika deha. Like for example, the time initiation, we get a sadhika deha. So then it has to be that body has to be dealt with in a particular way. It's not just your ordinary material body anymore. So there's a ways to, you've got that. So, you know, you've got a different vehicle. So there are ways to deal with that, and that, and that constitutes a whole lifestyle that draws the sympathy of Bhagawan of Krishna. So yes.
1: Since the holy name grants all desires, I was wondering why Lord Chaitanya worshipped Vishnu and loved not Sheila in his household life instead of Radha Krishna.
0: Well. There's a couple of reasons for that, but one way to think about it is who is the deity in Nandamarsh's house?
1: Krishna,
0: right? Yeah, he worships Nishringadev in the house, Sheila. So that's their religion. Their love is for Krishna, but that's their religion. They're Vaishnas. <laughs> so there's bhakti, Bhakti and Goloka. <laughs> so that kind of that, that's one thing. And also, there's two sides to Mahāprabhu's leela, also some special kind of Vaidhi-bhakti and Rāga-bhakti. But um, basically, this is the leela. His family is Vaishnavas, they worship Vishnu. Who would you expect Satchi to worship? You know, Narayana, she worships in Goloka. But who does she love? Who is our joy? Sachi? Nandan, Chaitana Mahāprabhu. So they're going through the ritual of worshiping in the house. Of course, he's the son, so he has to participate too. But their their preoccupation is with her. Nandan is her joy is, is their son only. Why would it be any different? Nandan, Sachi's Huta say Balaram takur He's told us this. The son of Sachi, Virjendra Nandan has come. Now he's the son of Sachi. And Balaram has also come as Nittai, his brother. Someone said well, to me, if Nittai is the brother of but why is he born in a different family? I said, well, because he's Balaram, <laughs> the son of Rohini. <laughs> he's the son of Yashoda by affection, but otherwise he's the son of Rohini. Anyway, another question? I
1: was thinking, Shinra Maharaj talks about divine slavery and how some of these terms, like she was kind of reacting to being on a leash, and some of the, the terms in the material world have a certain connotation, just like being a servant or a slave, but in the higher realms, it's a whole different meaning
0: on that. Well, oh, you said it yourself. It's divine slavery. There's an adjective there that describes the slavery, divine slavery. Look, serving is not a bad thing. It's who you serve. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. I mean, From the Vaishnava perspective, what is the best varna? You know, you have Brahman, Chatriya, Vaisha, Sudra. Which is the best? Sudra. Why? Because they're already doing what you're supposed to do. You just have to focus them on the right center. That's all. Everybody else has some other abhiman, some other ego. I'm a warrior. I'm a businessman. I'm a pundit. But the Sudra has the ego, I'm a servant. So all you have to do is focus them on the right object? Very simple. In all the Sudras in India, they wear a sika like this. You go to India the first time and they, wow, all the rickshaw wallas, they're all bodhis. <laughs> they all have a sika. They may have a better service attitude and ethic than you, but they may have the wrong master. That's the problem. So service is not a bad thing. It's, in a capitalistic society, I suppose it's portrayed as being bad and everyone is supposed to be an individual and uh, rugged individual at the cost, you know, to step on others to do so. There's both, you know, there's capitalism and communism and Gaudiya Vaishnavism. The best of each is combined, but all for the center. This is the idea, all for the center. We have a saying here in America that no taxation without representation. It doesn't apply in Goloka. All taxation, no representation. He can take whatever he wants. We have no demands that we can place on Him. We have to understand the metaphysics a little bit, what we are, what is our position. And we're moving in a very opposite way in material life from where. So you're right, so these terms will not be very appealing to some people, especially in a capitalistic society, so-called free society. <laughs> service, sacrifice, love. You want to talk about love, then fine. When we have to talk about service, then we have to talk about sacrifice out of which love grows. Any mother or father knows that love, parental love is all about sacrifice, right? So much sacrifice. What can an infant give back? Just the taker. And you have to sacrifice and arrange your whole life around that. We're not unaccustomed to these things. Every parent has done it. So why not make Krishna your son then, or your friend, or lover, this is the idea. Yes, sir. You said that you can de- you can extract anything from the holy name. Like I find it hard to chant, like because you feel that you are so insignificant that it is hard to press any demand on the holy name when you chant. So I mean, you said initially the stage is of submission, or like initially stages are submission. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how do you demand that I want heavenly? Like how do you put any demand on the holy name when you know that it's so precious? Like. Well, you don't, so that's good, <laughs> right? But some people may. We don't have the same kind of sambandha jñāna, so if we chant with aspiration to be submissive, to do the bidding of Bhagavan to have service, something like that. Obviously, this is different than chanting with the desire to attain something. We're saying, how can people do that? Yeah, it seems hard given the philosophy, but then there's a lot of people who don't have any philosophy. They also call it Vaishnavas, Vaishnava prai, and we don't have a lot of experience of that here in the Western world, because in the Western world, everybody's a convert to Vaishnavism, largely, as a result of some canvassing, some preaching and distribution of Sambandagyan. But many people are born in families that have been Vaishnavists for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's like their religion, so they chant the name But They want all kinds of things. They don't have any Sambandagyan. They're not coming in touch with name, in the context of that kind of of a necessity, like seeking people in the West or well in India, too, are seeking some people. You know, they're having an existential crisis. Who am I? Why am I? Want the meaning in my life? And so forth. Well, then they come in touch with this. That's going to be different than someone that's not yet having an existential crisis in their life, but they're a Vaishnava by birth. I've met people like that, and they chant. And, and they have all kind of desires, and they... They have no problem chanting and, we, and wanting them fulfilled. Do you understand? Anything else?
1: Within the Gaudiya concept, is manja Bhava an option or is the real culmination of the Gaudiya ideal?
0: Well, it's the highest reach offered by Mahaprabhu. This is the highest reach.
1: As an option? Well, there are
0: so many devotees who aren't in that bhava, so many, in Gaudi Sampradaya. so many. I mean, the majority are on that side, but there are so many. Mostly these two, sakyaras and uh, Madhuri Ras, you find in Gaudiya Sampradaya, but in that uh, other one, Pushti Marg, you find Vatsalya Vakti is prominent, which Rupa Goswami says is like us in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So
1: what's the recommendation of
0: Shubha? You don't have to be a
1: so, so manjari. So what teachings as an option? So
0: Rupugas Goswami. Rupa Goswami taught...
1: Rupanuga manjari.
0: Rupugasami his main book, what is his main book? Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. That's his main book. And there he gives all the options. And then his sequel to that is Ujbal Nilmani, where he talks about his own Bhava and Manjari Bhava. He goes into detail about that. Not in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the section on Shingars is very short in so can uh, one
1: follow Rupa Goswami and not necessarily aspire for Manjari. No.
0: Of course. Follow oneself, Rupanuga? Well, yes, but Rupanuga means follower of Rupa Goswami. How we can follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without following Rupa Goswami? Rupa Goswami is giving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. He, Sanatana Goswami, they were commissioned to give Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world and everything that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about. You take Krishna as Kaviraj, he's in the Manjari Chaitanya Charitamrita, every place, three places where he emphasizes. Shingarasa, Saki Bhav, Gopi Bhav, Manjari Bhav, when he really becomes worked up over that, he hesitates. In three places he has, He pauses for a second and says, and, Bhav, for example, and any Bhav of Brudge, that will give you brudge, And the best Bhav is the Bhav that the devotee, his own subjective Bhav. So he's saying, this is mine. Objectively, it's the best. This is my argument. This is what Mahaprabhu came to his ultimate reach, distribute, and so on and so forth. But he gives a pause and he says, but there are other possibilities. Therefore he begins his whole explanation by saying, who came to give four bhavas. He gave Brajbhakti. and ultimately he tasted the frame of Radha, and you can have connection with that also. So a lot of people will logically want to go in that direction. It makes the most sense. This is the highest reach. But it's like the Gaudiya Vaishnava serves the whole meal and then people come and sit and they eat according to their appetite. Something like that. So you find so many portions of Mahaprabhu were also in different bhavas. Some in Sakhi bhav, some bhog echamai, some tadbhav Chamila which is the Manjari bhav. Sakas and so forth. So many paribars. If you study like Sakya paribar, they're all offering tribute to Rupa Goswami. They're all there. Any book of bhajan found there is all based on Rupa Goswami's bhakti rasa sindhu in a particular sentiment. They've also considered themselves followers of Rupa Goswami, but not specifically in terms of cultivating the same bhava. But that is the most prominent thing, so we want that. The Sampradaya is certainly well-suited to offer you that. It's not mandatory. Someone's got to pacify Krishna, too, in his separation from Radha. Right? And what will they say? How will they do it? Someone is tending to Radha in her separation from Krishna. <coughs> Who is tending to Krishna in his separation from Radha? And how will they do it? They will chant, Radhe, 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 then you feel happy. <laughs> so either side, <laughs> Gopu Kumar and Bray Narasaki and Bray Bhagavatamrita, is he a of See Is he a follower of Sanatana Goswami? <laughs> We think so. We think uh, Sanatha sees himself more as a follower of him. And he says what? He's entered Golok. He says, sometimes I'm serving in a group of the friends of Krishna. Sometimes I get a direct order to serve Krishna. And sometimes I get a direct order from Radha. That's even better, he says. Basically, you look at it like this. Gaudi Vaishnavism is about the romantic life of Krishna. That's what it's all about. And the romantic life of Krishna involves Krishna... Radha, Gopis, some of Krishna's friends. Therefore, those friends are there. And what friends are mentioned? Madhu Mangal, Subhal, Ujbal, and Subh- in the Goswami Granthas. These names will come up. Because they are particular friends of Krishna who not only are involved in Krishna's romantic life, but they're involved in Krishna's romantic life in the context of being connected with Radha's group and so forth. So they all have their leaders. Lalita, Madhu Radha, Subal, Vishaka, Ujbal. They have their places at Shamkunda, so it's all about the romantic life of Krishna. Therefore you find sometimes this happening in Gaudiya Sampradaya, although people like to say it's only about the Manjari Babas. Like you take, you know, Shibad Narayan Maharaj, very strong on that point. This is only Manjari Bab, Manjari Bhava. But it, when he first came to America, no one would give him, you know, the time of day, but we invited him to our ashram at that time, and so we hosted him there for three days. I told him, just bring a few people, we have a small facility, he brought 40 people. So anyway, we We facilitated them all, and then I had some talks with him, and I was discussing this point with him. And he tried to push on this, and I pushed back and said, yeah, yeah, you're right, that's true. And I pointed to examples and so forth, and he said,
1: yeah. Among others,
0: I gave him the example of Sakya Rasprinama of this uh, Kinchin Krishna Das Babaji Maharaj, disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri I had made many arguments with him. We were going back and forth. It was quite sweet exchange. It was private, and I had two exchanges like this with him. Once in Vrindavan, in the case of Jigodaya Math, in his room, and once in, in the room I provided for him when he visited our ashram. Private conversations. Both times he said, "Oh yeah, you're right." Yeah, so anyway, but anyway, this is my emphasis, and in fact, understandably. So anyway, when I made different arguments and so forth, and we were going back and forth, and I brought up the point of Das and he said. Yeah, yeah, he told me the same thing. He told me, again, to Krishna, Babaji, this is his his bhava. Then he has some explanation for that, then, of why and so forth, but anyway, he admitted, yes, it's also good.
1: Did Shri Shri ever make, did he make any comment in that sense? Yeah, he made a
0: comment in that context. He said that in his opinion, Abhay Charanada, being the book, the Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, was in the Sakirasa. Pretty big statement. <laughs> so what's going to happen a lot of people are going to be affected by that a lot of people because that kind of association by association you're going to be strongly affected
1: Rupa Goswami's position and his teachings from a neutral point of view in hierarchy of which is higher
0: oh well are reading
1: something or hearing hmm. something
0: That's very clear.
1: That is, from a natural point of view, there has to be radiation. And so, I think, I remember the conclusion is that definitely Rupa Goswami culminates into exclusive side of Shumashwararani, something like that.
0: The highest ideal.
1: Yes, I I wanna know what Shumashwararani's position is at.
0: Yeah, his position is the same as Rupa Goswami. You have in this, for example, in the preyanarmasaka, they can taste up to mahabhav. We have praim, sneha, man, Pranai, rag, anurag, bhav, and bhav means here mahabhav. Radharani's mahabhav Swarupini. so they can taste experience up to mahabhav. And Manjari, lady, friend of Radha, handmaiden, can taste up to mahabhav. Then within mahabhav. There are developments. Rudamada Mahabab, Adi mahabhav Adi mohan Adi madhan Mahabhav, All these things. So there, then, there's distinction. In the Manjari Bab goes highest reach, not the Prithinarmasaka, highest reach. But that is so high that Mahaprabhu covered the mouth of Ramananda Didn't even let him talk about that. But anyway, it can't be talked about. But the highest ideal. At the same time, it's the subjective reality of each devotee. The Priyanarmasakka is not... I mean, Uddhava prays when he comes to Vrindavan. He sees the gopī's love and he says, I wish I could have love like that. Does it mean that Uddhava wants to become a gopī? No. He never wants to become a gopī. He's fully satisfied with his service, but he wants, Jīva Goswami says, he wants that kind of intensity in his own bhāv, something like that. So there's... it's a big, big world. That the highest ideal in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is, is attainable ideal, is the uh, Manjari Bhava. But again, that doesn't mean that somebody who has the Priyanarma Sakha, for example, is somehow some less person or something like that. That's why when Pujupat said, in my opinion, Swami Maharaj Prabhupada is in Sakyaras, then he gave a thousand reasons why. Logic of it and scriptural reference and from things that Prabhupada had written and so forth. Very compelling and and charming, and some people complained who heard it second hand. And then when he heard they complained, he said, What do they think Sakyaras is? Think it is a bad thing? I thought it was rather a compliment. Once Purimarsh, I took Prabhupada's poem they wrote on the Jaladutta, where he expresses Sakibhava, Priyanarma Sakyabhava, very clear. And I read it to promote Purimarsh, old Purimarsh, who's passed away. There's a couplet in there that's very, very clear. Prabhupada expresses a desire for this. This is aspiration and so forth. This is ideal. So he said, oh, yes, Sakya Bhava And then I said, I said, you know, Marsha. some people say that Prabhupada, my Guru Maharaja, is in the Sakyarasa, and that the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is Manjuri Bhava. And so, you know, this is a problem. And he laughed. He said, Baba, he said, if you got a guru... Who's situated in Sakkaras, and you think you got a problem? You got a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to have such a guru, who's so situated there with real, you know, standing, he said, "Yeah, there's so many lower gurus, so many other ideas of gurus. They have no problem." And was his response, "Yes."
1: Is there a Lord Chaitanya in the spiritual world?
0: Oh, Nimai mm-hmm. Pandit, yes. Certainly, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is there. Navadvip is Vrindavan, so inside of the lotus of Vrindavan is the lotus of Navadvip. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is there and his Navadvip pastimes. Chanting, Kirtan at House of Sri Vastakur, you can go there.
1: So it's another whole realm of aspiration for a possibly
0: as well. Basically, in godeya there's the two aspirations. To become a Das, a Brahman boy, in Gaur Lila in a gopi or a Saka in Krishna Leela. So you try that. Try to become a Brahman boy in the Leela of Chaitanya Mahapu. Go to the Kirtan at Shiva Sangam and then he will give you the Brajabhakti <coughs> right there. As he did for so many him, Said, Oh see who you are, see who I am. This is the place Mahaprakash. So in the kirtan Means you can find all these things. Do kirtan, there you find everything. So I think that that's what we can talk about kirtan. So maybe we should stop there. It's getting late. She ki Jai Nam Jai.